It is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is not my man, Trevor Plouffe. It is trade deadline day, so we have an active major leaguer in Vinny Pasquantino, the Kansas City Royals, back with us. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan's along for the ride as well. No, don't worry. Plouffe has not been traded. He's doing some other John Boy Media business, and he will rejoin us later in the week or early next week or whatever it is. But Vinny, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me back. I'm uh, I'm locked in on this trade deadline right now. It's it's fun to refresh Twitter every few seconds to see if something comes through. The Royals announced their own trade yesterday. They announced it before the uh, before reporters got to it. So good on them. That was cool. What What are you talking about? They traded our reliever Jose Quas for outfielder Nelson Velasquez from the Cubs. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep, that happened yesterday. All right, well, if you get any breaking news over the next uh, half hour or hour that we're on AMP, please let us know. I really hope something happens while we're on. That'd be great. Okay. All right. Well, something happened last night in Toronto. Namely, Austin Hayes continued his amazing year. I mean, all-star, and then in the ninth with two on, the O's hanging on to a two-run lead makes a diving catch of all diving catches. That's why he is my tip of the cap. What a great year that dude's had, huh? Yeah, incredible. Those are my favorite catches where you're looking at the center fielder and then all of a sudden the left fielder comes out of nowhere and just dives and makes a catch, almost an out-of-screen catch. The Orioles are dangerous. They're a very scary team. It'll be interesting to see if they do anything today to get a little bit more scary. Well, I said it on yesterday's show. I feel like their lineup is World Series caliber. Their bullpen is World Series caliber. If they add a high-end starting pitcher, and we're going to get into this momentarily, I think in an American League where you can't pick a favorite at this point, they got a real good shot. Yeah, there's a certain pitcher that is currently probably in Kansas City because the New York Mets are playing the Kansas City Mm -hmm. Royals tonight, who Mm -hmm. this guy went to Old Dominion University. Mm -hmm. He's a, a certified Hall of Famer with a full mm. no-trade clause. And we'll see if he waives his no-trade clause to potentially go to go to a team in Orange today. We'll see. Ooh, we're going to get to that in all just a second. But first, it is trade deadline day. So when you're watching this, I'm sure there's a bunch of trades that have happened. But let's talk about a few that definitely already did. You had Seattle and Cleveland, two teams that are both in contention, whether it's wild card or division. Interesting moves on Monday. Mariners handed their closer, Paul Sewald, over to Arizona for three guys. Uh, Josh Rojas is the active major leaguer that is there as well. Uh, Donnie Canzone, uh, who's been up and down with Arizona, is another guy. And then Bliss is a double-A infielder for them. And in the meantime, the Guardians sent their most consistent and veteran starting pitcher, Aaron Savali, who pitched very well in the month of July, to the Rays for a top-40 prospect. Vinny, would you need an explanation if you were a veteran player in either of those respective clubhouses Cleveland and Seattle as to why you made those sort of moves yeah as a I would say as like an established veteran in that clubhouse probably just because you are probably a little bit confused but the new school way of thinking about relievers is trade them when they're at their hottest because I'm talking about the Seattle trade here because there's a lot of uh you know it's not – I don't want to compare it to a running back situation in the NFL, but there's a lot of uh, – you know, the careers aren't that long, and when they're hot, There's they're a lot hot. of volatility. Yeah, a lot of volatility there. 
And they've got Andres Munoz, who's going to just move right into that closer role. And they did the same thing with Seawald a few years ago when they traded Kendall Graveman. And then Seawald moved up into the closer role. And now they're just doing it again. Um, they were able to get some guys back. That'll help them now and later. And then from the Cleveland end, probably a little bit confusing for the guys in the clubhouse. They have a they have a few really good young younger starters. And then they've got McKenzie and Quantrill, who you would know better than I would if they're going to come back this year. That move kind of says to me that they think they're going to come back um, because they believe that they'll have their pitching for the playoffs if they make it. And they get a guy back at a position of relative need. <laughs> um, they've got two first basemen on their roster. So maybe one of them gets traded today. Who knows? But that one's a little bit confusing. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think as a, you know, if you're Jose Ramirez, you're probably a little bit curious why my why my best friend got traded last week and now that you're traded one of our best starters. Yeah, you're talking about his best friend, uh, Ahmed Rosario, who got dealt to the Dodgers last week. So let's start with the Cleveland side of things. Uh, that's whose cap I'm wearing, by the way. It is a position of need, meaning they need more guys that can hit consistently. Yeah. You, you know, you see that team. They're grinding out 4-2 victories, 3-1. It puts an awful lot of pressure on your pitching staff. Um, so I understand that. But Josh Naylor's been one of the best hitters in baseball over the last three months. It, it's probably been the least told story in the game. Josh Bell has a player option for 16.5 mil. Based on the season he's had, he is going to pick that up. And he is basically immovable unless they eat probably at least half of that contract for next year, if not more than that. So what they need, is they need outfielders. I would have understood it if this kid Manzardo played outfield. I would have been like, okay, that makes sense. But this isn't softball where you can have three first basemen and go stick them in right field for an inning. This is a different sport, Vinny. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with you. And I'm curious to see what the Josh Bell market might be because it's probably somewhat similar, maybe probably less valued than the Teoscar Hernandez market right now, which is kind of a DH bat um, and because he can switch hit so he can hit from both sides of the plate. So you're probably looking at that right now. Um, so probably those similar teams like the Blue Jays. Who else is in on Teoscar? Uh, the Phillies, I think. So looking at some of those teams who might potentially use him, but – yeah, it's interesting. That that deal's definitely interesting, and we'll see how it works out. I would assume Manzardo is going to be up soon, maybe not this year, but early next year, and you'll see the return on that trade sooner rather than later. Yeah, well, he's he's banged up right now with a shoulder issue, which is something that you know all about, unfortunately. But, yeah, with the Mariners, it's not as bad as the Kendall Graveman trade because last night Mariners players weren't motherfucking the deal. I mean, but I remember two years ago, that's essentially what they were doing. It's a little different because they traded Graveman to the team that they were chasing at the time in the Houston right. Astros. This time, Seawald's getting shipped not only out of the division, but out of the league. Um, I, I will be curious to see if Jerry DePoto does anything. I think it's a misstep if he thinks that his team can't do something because their pitching, their starting pitching is so good if, they can get into the playoffs, and they're not that far out of the wild card chase. If they can get into it, they're as dangerous as anyone, don't you think? Yeah, their starting pitching makes it really tough because I look back at that Nationals team that won the World Series who was just built off of really good starting pitching, and you just see similarities there. Like, that team can make a run quick. So 
They were who'd they get rid of yesterday? Seawall, AJ Pollock. Uh, yep. That's who they got rid of. But Pollock wasn't really producing to the level that they wanted him to in any way or shape or form. So that one was probably okay. But uh, yeah, you get rid of your closer, and it's just you know probably a little bit of confusion there. But I I, I still think, think they can make a run. We'll we'll see what they do today. I I love the trade deadline. Oh, I do too. I do too. Um, and final thing here with uh with the Cleveland stuff. Maybe it's just because I'm a pessimist, but I am worried. I Quantrill will come back. I don't know about McKenzie, and I don't know about Bieber, and these kids that they've brought up, who's now makes up sixty percent of their starting rotation in Tanner Bybee, Gavin Williams, Logan Allen, who've all pitched pretty well so far, are going to run out of their innings limits. It's going to happen. So this this feels like a car that's going down a freeway in which they have a chance to finish a race in a you know subpar division, but they could run out of gas heading into the final lap, and that that's going to be a problem. Yeah, as a fan, I don't know if I'd be too happy, and in the clubhouse, I don't know how happy the clubhouse is. Uh, yeah, but if you try to look at it from the outside, maybe maybe they're looking at next year potentially. I, I get it. I get it, but you have to be able to – one thing they've done really well over the last decade is thread a needle through both this year and looking to the future. They've been one of the better ones. All right, let's move on to the Chicago Cubs, who picked up Jamer Candelario from the Nats, uh, but they lost their opener in the series against Cincinnati. So they're five out in the division. They're three and a half out in the wild card. More importantly, Marcus Stroman continued to struggle. Last night gave up six earned in three innings, third straight time where Stroh failed to get out of the fourth inning. Now, let's remember, he is a free agent to be with no compensation attached to him at the end of the year. Did Chicago miss the opportunity to sell high on him? No, and I think it's the same thing you were just talking about with Cleveland, which is they're going for it. So they're keeping their guys, the guys that they want around. They, you know, they're keeping them and they're making a, an honest run at the thing. And I think that there's a lot of respect to be had for that. Uh, there must be something going on with the blister that he had, because that seems to be the turning point of when he started to not pitch as great. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks because he hasn't been as great as he was. Uh, that's an understatement, but he hasn't been as great as he was at the beginning of the year. But Bellinger, you know, those are your two guys that they were looking at to trade, and then things turned around for the Cubs. They're only three and a half out. They get Candelario, who I've seen for a, a while now, who's a really good player sure up the lineup a little bit. He was probably the best bat that was available um, in terms of rentals for trade. So they're gearing up and they're seeing what they can do. So I respect the team for going for it. Yeah. I mean, I think once they said that, and the players put themselves in this position, it was funny because Stroman a few weeks ago said, uh, you know, I don't look at it as though if you play really well over a seven to 10 day stretch that that should change your mentality. I think it totally did with his team. Yep. Um, I understand what he was saying because he has very, made his negotiations very public this year, right? He has said, I haven't heard anything from the team. I love being a Cub. I want to be here. They should extend me and Cody Bellinger. That's what they should do. They've got a nice wave of young talent. They've made some nice free agent signings in recent years. We feel like we're right on the precipice of turning this thing around. And now it would be ironic if he was the reason that they couldn't take that next step. His July has been terrible. His last seven starts, he's given up 30 earned in 30 innings. That's a rough go for him, dude. Yeah, it's tough, and especially when you start talking about 
extensions and things like that, that publicly, that really puts the pressure on you. So for him, there's probably a lot of things on his mind and hopefully he gets back to just, you know, being the best pitcher he can be for, for the Chicago Cubs and put them in a really good spot to, to move forward. You know, I mean, they've got a shot at the division too. They're not just looking at the wild card. So, you know, they've got a big series this weekend. They've already dropped the opener. Um, or what day is it? It's Tuesday this week, this yeah. early week. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't know what day it is anymore. I just know that I just know that I have work today. I have rehab. That's, that's my day. That's all I know. Well, uh, by the way, that's not uncommon. There are a lot, like you totally lose sense of time when you're playing major league baseball season, don't you? Yeah. It doesn't matter what day it is because you either have work that day or you don't. What time is the game? That's all you know. <laughs> and sometimes you don't even know that until you get the schedule for the next day. <laughs> Do you have guys that are really confused about like what time games are? Oh yeah. There's, I mean, there's plenty of times when you're leaving the clubhouse and guys are wondering, Hey, what time is it tomorrow? Or especially when it's like a Thursday game, but it's a travel day. Cause then you never know. Cause some teams will screw you and you play at seven. So then you get to the next city at like three or 4 AM uh, for the ticket sales. And then sometimes you get lucky and you have like a, a Thursday one o'clock game where you can get to the next city and uh, get some dinner and actually go to sleep on time. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's funny. Uh, I, I don't know how teams do like now I would love to do this one day. And that's the plan is to play on like Sunday night baseball, Wednesday night baseball, like the, the featured, <laughs> the featured games where the travel sucks, but you know, you're featured cause you're really good. That'd be great. But yeah, those, those make it tougher on the, uh, the old body schedule. Hey, dare to dream, brother. Dare to dream. That's right. That's right. Uh, one last thing I want to say about Stro. And you don't have to talk to the meeting. That is your choice as a big leaguer. You don't have, there's no rule that says you have to go. But he has been in front of the microphone during the good times this year. Last night, he left the locker room without speaking to the media. And I know that there's a lot going on. He's probably frustrated that he has not gotten ex his extension. There still, I suppose, could be a possibility that he gets traded today. I don't think so, but if somebody knocks their socks off, he could be a goner. I would have liked to have heard from him last night because there is a lot going on, and I I just feel like that's a tough look. Yeah, it is. Uh, as a teammate, too, you always want your guys to be accountable because the quicker guys get to their locker, the quicker the media is out of the locker room. So – and Chicago media is tough, but at the end of the day, people have jobs to do. And if you have a tough day and you're, you know, you just have a tough one or you've been having a tough stretch, people are going to want to talk to you and know what's going on the same way when it's going well, they're going to want to talk to you because there's stories to be written. People have jobs to do. So for me, it's one of those things where no matter who it is, no matter what's going on, like unless something personal is going on where you have to leave like quickly, you know, right. that's a different story, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, but, you know, if something happens, you just got to be accountable for what you do because the game's over at that point, right? You can't control what happened. It's already over. So you just got to control your next step. And if people like guys that are accountable for, for what they do. And if you have a tough one or if you have a great one, if you're the same person at your locker after the game, then normally it's quick and easy and you just get it over with and you're done. And, and you made a good point. We don't know if there's something going on in his life where he needed to get pulled away. That's a possibility. Um, but he is he is a focal point of a story that's been going on for several months now in Chicago. And I just think, you know, it doesn't have to deal with the fact that I've been in locker rooms and that's been part of my career. It's that at that point, we are the conduit to the fans. 
So the fans mm-hmm. are wondering the same sort of things that that we are that get paid to cover the sport for a living. And at that point, we're the only ones, unless unless Marcus wanted to go on social media and speak his piece, he's entitled to do that as well. But just I think saying something would have been would have been beneficial for all sides. But whatever, that's just a small sidebar to the story. All right. I want to welcome everybody to the world of sports cards reimagined. So whether you're a brand new collector or you have shoeboxes full of cards in your attic, the sports card investor app, it will completely change the way that you buy, sell and collect. You can jumpstart your collection by finding the best prices of cards, your favorite players, helping you build a one of a kind collection and save some dough along the way. You can easily track the value of your favorite cards. You find the best prices with eBay deals, see which players are on the rise, all from the palm of your hand. I tell you all the time, I check my stocks every day from the palm of my hand. You can do the same with your sports card collection. It's got up-to-date sales data on over 2 million cards. That means you're going to know exactly what your collection is worth and when to buy or sell. Where's it available? It's available for free in Google Play and the App Store. Reimagine how you collect and download the Sports Card Investor app today. You've got your own card somewhere, don't you? I do. Do you remember the yeah. first card you took as a big leaguer? Did they pose you nice? Uh, no, I, I've never posed for one. I do remember the first one I got, though, but I've never posed for one. Never posed for one? I thought they did that in spring training every year. Well, I've done, like, yeah, posing for pictures, but I never posed, like, for a card. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just take the picture. All right. Yeah. Do they do they have an action shot of you trying to steal second? Is that what it is? Trying to steal second. I've done nothing but steal second. I'm successful when I do it. I don't try. I do. Excuse me. I'm one for one. Sorry. Off of off of our guy Bo Naylor. Oh, good call. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's because the ball wasn't ten feet outside where he had to then spin around and throw because he would have got the base is in the Hall of Fame, so it doesn't matter. That base is in the Hall of Fame. Good call. All right, uh, you grew up a Yankee fan, didn't you? I did. Okay, their offense continues to struggle. They lost to our boy Tyler Glass now last night in the Tampa Bay Rays. Really weird Domingo Herman story that was kind of the centerpiece. He was supposed to start. He had a problem with a muscle under his armpit. Uh, couldn't start. The doctors checked him out. He threw before the game. He said he was fine. So he wasn't available to start, but he ended up pitching five shutout innings out of the pen. So that was a really, really strange story. The bigger deal is that New York loses. They're now 10 back in the division. They're three and a half out in the wild card. Here's Aaron Boone after the game. Do you think that this team up to this point has done enough to show Cashman that it's worth buying before tomorrow? I mean, that's, again, that's the front office. And, I mean, we have to, we have to, you know, and, you know, in fairness, we've had a ton of guys out, you know, at obviously significant pieces out for extended period. That said, you know, we're, we got to put ourselves in a better position. We've got to play better. And that's what we're trying to control. And that's, that's all we can do. So Aaron sidestepped the question. I will ask you, do you think this team has shown Brian Cashman enough that they need to be buyers today? I think the biggest question is who are you going to go get other than pitching? Um, Is there an impact bat on the market that you can go get? I don't think that there really is. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily about being buyers. It's who are you buying? Like, who are you going to get? And the injury thing I get it, but don't the Angels have like 16 of 26 players that were on the opening day roster on the injured list right now, and they're making a push? Like, I don't know. Uh, The manager for the Orioles made some comment the other day about beating the Yankees and how 
he's got a better team now than he used to. Like people make so many excuses. It's so tired, but like you, your job's to go win. It's the same thing that I would say about us right now with the Royals. It's like, we've not done our job. The Yankees have not done their job. So they swept us, which good for them. Uh, but outside of us and the athletics, they have a losing record. So I don't think they've done enough to, uh, to prove that they should go all out and, you know, add a bunch of, add a bunch of guys that are, <clears throat> that are going to be rentals because they're in last place right now. And they're, they're only three and a half out of the wild card. So there is a chance, but they got to start playing better. And teams are just walking judge right now. So that, <laughs> it's hard for him to make an impact when teams aren't throwing to him. Well, it's up to the other guys that had, that did it last year that haven't done it this year. I mean, Anthony Rizzo has been in an unprecedented slide and they continue to hit him toward the top of the order. And um, I would agree with you. I, unless there's a guy that surprises us and there's always one or two guys that move where you're like, really? That, that, that guy got traded? Maybe they're trying to do that because they do have some guys in the minor leagues that I think other teams would covet at this point. So is there an outfielder that's available who's got, you know, that isn't a rental that has time left on his contract? Because this is a semi-flawed roster. And um, I think Boston's going to make some moves today. I think Toronto's an awfully talented team. I'm worried about the Bo Bichette injury that we're going to find out later today. Uh, Tampa is making its moves to solidify its pitching staff, and they're hopeful that their bats will come back around. I wouldn't be surprised if they do something lineup-wise. And then the Orioles, we talked about it on yesterday's show with Plouffe. That lineup is World Series caliber. That bullpen is World Series caliber. I'll be curious to see if they make a huge push for somebody else at the top of their rotation. The Yankees are, to me, just another team. And I know it's hard for Yankee fans to hear that, but that's exactly what they are this year. Yeah, hard to disagree with. Um, And the Herman thing, I was actually watching this game live. That was so strange. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And the broadcasters were just as confused as everybody else, too. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of that happening. But I guess Boone said that uh, he was feeling good the previous day and that day, but he wasn't cleared in time to start. But he was (laughs) cleared enough to throw five out of the pen he threw well he threw objectively well so maybe there was just a little bit of trickery it didn't work uh but uh i yeah i've never that was very strange well just for clarification they asked boone if this was a sort of deal that it was strategic and he said absolutely not he said he had he reported a problem the doctors checked him out. He wanted to go throw and see if he felt okay, which he did in the 6 o'clock hour. So le- less than an hour before first pitch, he was getting loose and stuff. And they said, well, could you have started him? And he said, no, he had just thrown at you know 6.10 or whatever. Let's make up a number here. So that makes sense. That story, I think, makes sense, doesn't it? I think. It's still strange because normally you would just shut a guy down and have him throw the next day or get him in his next turn in the rotation. Just be like, hey, take it right. easy. Uh, but hey, it worked for him. Like personally, he had a he had a good outing. So maybe they should do that more often with him and have him throw later and use a semi opener to uh, to get him going. Who, who knows? Very uh, very strange. He's had some weird outings. Like he went, he was like bad, bad, perfect game, bad, bad. Now he's in relief, kind of. <laughs> like it's uh, it's, it's kind of funny. Like just kind of what's happened. 
All right. Um, by the time this thing airs podcast wise and on our YouTube channel, I'm sure there will have been a bunch of trades made. So don't hold that against us just in terms of the timing of the show today. Who is the biggest name that's going to move? Verlander. I think that's probably the obvious one just because I, him going back to Houston would be crazy to me because why I know they had a bunch of pitching and the guys got hurt, but they could have just signed them. Like I, I don't know the whole story there, but I guess he would be a stopgap for them the next two years. I, I don't know why you wouldn't just keep him. I guess he wanted to go to New York probably, but yeah, he's probably the biggest name that's going to, it's going to be on the move. Yeah. I would be curious to sit down and, and hear his thought process, right? You mentioned that he is from the Virginia area. He went to old dominion, Baltimore. How far is Baltimore from where he grew up? Probably three and a half hours, but like, I don't know too many Orioles fans. If I'm being completely honest, there's, that's a lot yeah, of Braves, no, no, that, a lot of Braves fans. Yeah, no, I get it. And so we don't know how important something like that would be to him. We're not talking about a rental situation here. This is a minimum of a year and a half commitment for him and his family. That's why I do think L.A. is probably appealing. I have heard for years that he wants to join the Fox broadcast team, maybe even in the booth when he's done playing. That would allow him to start to develop a relationship. You know, his brother works at Fox. I don't know how far along that sort of situation is, but that that could factor into what he's doing. Plus, it's not I, like he's joining a horseshit team. I saw a very a very funny tweet yesterday. I don't know who it was by, but that said, there's two uh, clauses in his no trade, and that's that he has to accept it, and then they have to pass it through to Ben, and he also has to accept the trade to uh, to make sure it's okay. And I I thought that was just really really funny. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. But yeah, it uh that will definitely be an interesting one. Like these guys, all these guys are getting no trade clauses, and then they waive them, which kind of begs the question of like, why did you do the no trade in the first place if you were just going to waive it in year one? I know you're going to go try to win. I get that, but like it I, allows I, you to determine where you go. It allows you to have some some pull. I agree, and I thought the coolest thing with the no trade was when Hosmer blocked the original Soto deal because it was like I don't want to go to DC. Like he didn't want to go. Like I for the players, that's great when guys actually exercise it, and it's still great when they have the power to say, "Yeah, I don't yes. want to. I don't want to go there, or I will waive it here." But has anybody confirmed that if Baltimore was in on it, that he will waive it? Because that's a that's a massive deal. Not yet. Not yet. By the yeah. way, do you think when Max Scherzer signed on the dotted line with the Mets a couple of years ago, he thought he'd be pitching in Arlington, Texas for them? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how it's crazy how things change. Um, yeah. And I, I'm, I'd be curious to see just like tax wise, how much more money he's making right now, like in Texas, um, like his salary almost, I feel like almost doubled from what he was making in New York to, uh, to go to Texas. I know just from getting my checks, when we go to Texas or we go to New York or something, how much, how much more or less that my check shows. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see for him what kind of money he's making now. The things we don't think about, uh, by the way, I'm going to throw this name out there and I know they're, they're back in it. Although they suffered another tough loss. They still haven't won a game in extra innings after last night. I think Josh Hader might be on the move today. I'm just, I have a feeling that somebody might call AJ Preller and say, here you go. You can replenish your farm system, and I'll give you a reliever that will replace him so he won't be a closer, but it'll help out. Might yeah, happen. he's a free agent. He's a free agent at the end of the year, right? 
Yep. I, like how how much does a does an elite closer get on the market as a rental? Oh, is I know it's a lot, but like, can you replenish your farm system with that? Um, maybe a little bit. Also, like, what's I just keep thinking about the Padres. Juan Soto's 24, 25. Like, I don't understand the theory of trading him to replenish your farm if he wants to be where he's at because he is your farm. Um, I know he's probably not going to get traded, but I, he's I, he's so young. He's younger than me, and I was at his debut, and I was in college, uh, which is a ridiculous thing to say. And I know we were talking about Hater, but I'm going on a tangent. Uh, just, yeah, it's Hater. It's an amazing story. Hater could move. Um, I'm curious to see where he'd go. Like who who needs that? I mean, everybody needs that sort of reliever, which is why I still think it's interesting why you would trade an elite level closer. Is because at some point you need a guy like that who's comfortable in the ninth inning, and it's like the Padres are looking to make a run. I want you to help me win these close games. So whoever, if you're the Padres, your price better be high. And if a team hits yeah. it, then there you go. But if they don't. You move on and try to make the playoffs with him. I just like it when big names move on a day like today. So maybe it's not that I think he moves, but maybe it's – I don't even know if it's wishful thinking. I, I don't know what I want at this point. I'm just so confused. All right, before we get out of here on the podcast and YouTube side of things, Shane Bieber injured for the Cleveland Guardians these days. He was driving back from uh, dinner with his wife. He saw a bunch of kids in a neighborhood playing wiffle ball, decided to pull over, you know – signed some things, maybe hit a wiffle ball or two. Hopefully he didn't throw anything and particularly not a slider. Um, but it was a cool moment for the kids who loved it. It's a great little Instagram story out there. Very touching. Who was the first big leaguer you remember meeting? Uh, as a kid, I never really met any. So the first big leaguers I really met was uh, when after I got drafted seeing some of the guys that I worked out with in the off season that were big leaguers. That was really it. There was a coach at my facility that I worked out who had, I believe he had a day in the big league. So I think he counts. Um, I yeah. was expecting like some big story where here's little Vinny Pasquantino at a game. Please sign my ball. Nothing. Mm, no. Like I, I got a baseball from a Ryan Dempster bullpen one time. Mike Maddox threw me the ball. Uh, but I never met him. He just threw me the ball. So there was that. I'm trying to think of, but yeah, that's that's it. There's no exciting stories from my childhood uh, from meeting guys. <laughs> but that's that video. No way that was in Cleveland, right? The sunset was way too nice. Shut your mouth, okay? <laughs> that was very, very nice. It's a, it's a beautiful – It's this is a wonderful time of year, especially when there's no humidity. And there are neighborhoods, stunning neighborhoods, depending on where you are. I don't want to give away too much, but no, I just had to throw that dig at you. It just looked really nice. I yeah, know I that mean, there's some areas around that are super nice. I just wanted to throw that at you. Enjoy the rest of your summer on the sun in Kansas City, by the way. Yeah, it's really hot. Um, for me, summer camp, I'm gonna say probably like nineteen eighty day camp. They used to bring in like a good guest speaker every year. Ours was Jerry Dibzinski, who was a didn't play a ton in the bigs, uh, but was a Cleveland kid. I I want to say he went to Benedictine High School, maybe, but he came. Hey, and we've got a Benedictine us. too. Yeah, so he spoke to us. 
and there was trivia and they were given signed Jerry Dibzinski baseballs. And of course I knew the answer to every question. So I put my hand up and they didn't fucking call on me. I wanted yes. one of those Jerry Dibzinski signed baseballs. Yeah. Piss me off. Whatever. I'm sure I've gotten over it by this. Yeah. Time. Yeah. You're all right. All right. So we're going to be uh, back at it again tomorrow. Podcast, YouTube side of things to break down all the zaniness of the trade deadline. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Maybe there's a few teammates of mine that I'll talk about tomorrow. If they get traded, who knows? You never know for our one of a kind producer, Dan Rourke and the Uber talented Vinny Pasquantino, even though he's taking shots at my hometown, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on baseball today.